Sports and Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is October 10th, 2022. Andy, we're on season three, episode number 47. Now, tonight's show is sports episode only. Yep. All you can do for sports. And we got a, yeah. we got a lot to cover. Baseball. Yeah, uh, we're covering just baseball tonight because of the playoffs. So we're kind of hitting baseball playoffs, end of season stuff pretty hard. Hard, hard, hard. And um, the, you'll find out later how we're covering the rest of the stuff. But this is basically be all baseball all the time today, Major League Baseball. Before we start on that, before the trivia question, big, big thank you to Red De- Watertown Red Devils baseball team. Um, shout out to our golf course for the golf event over the weekend. We were I was there, good times. Thank you to the Watertown Ambassadors for helping me hand out cards. Golda May for helping with uh, – she had tickets on the back of her – or uh, coupon on the back of our business card for her. So good good times were ahead. Um, you missed out. Good success, huh? Yes, yes. We laughed. We laughed so hard we cried on a couple times. And so um, this is the first time we sponsored a whole, and I think that yeah. it was so good we should – Plan on doing this again in the future. Yes, yes. This is Make an annual event. Regular occurrence for us, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so appreciate everybody who uh, stopped by to say hi to us when we were there. We hung out at the hole, or I hung out at the hole with the Wardown Ambassadors. Um, had a good time. Met a lot of nice people. Met a couple jerks, but a lot of nice people mostly. Um, you know who you are. There's and, always uh, a mix. There's always a chance. There's always, there's always a couple. Now, a lot of groups came through. How many groups did they have coming through for this? Um, there was 34 teams. So, 34, and they were foursomes all the way through, right? Uh, there were some eights. So, you know, 18 times cards came up. Some groups were three, some were eight, some were six. Wow. Um, mixed men and women. Um, some kids there, like high school age. Co-ed. Dads. So, you know, it was a little of everybody. You know. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, and the weather was good. Yeah, it was a little frosty to start with. Got a half hour late start because they had the frost off the greens. Yes, it was so, chilly in the morning, but it turned out to be really nice on uh, that Saturday. Got an extra half hour beer drinking in before they started. So wow, they were warm by the time one o'clock came. I am sure. I'm sure they were. So that's good. Now in baseball, we talked about baseball before the trivia question. It uh, for those playing fall tournaments down in Florida, the Fort Myers tournament. Uh, previous week or two ago, they canceled the first two weeks of the event. It was announced today they have canceled uh, weeks three and four. So the entire tournament down at Roy Hobbs, Fort Myers Beach, Fort Myers, Florida, the tournament for the Roy Hobbs World Series has been canceled altogether. Want to get that out. A lot of people go down there. A lot of people go to Arizona, too. The Arizona tournaments are on. Everything is, you know, normal there. Those tournaments are going, uh, teams are getting ready to head down to to Arizona for the tournament. They have a good time. They play on those spring training fields down in the Cactus League. So good time for them. But the Florida one is shut down this year. Uh, they'll see what they can do there for 2023. But wanted to get that out. Now, the trivia question tonight trivia. took place on this date in 1948. Game five of the World Series set a home attendance record for Cleveland. The Cleveland uh-huh. Indians. What was the attendance back then? It broke a – at the time, it was an, a record for attendance for a single-game home game attendance. And Cleveland could hold a lot. They're they had a big stadium. Now, a mistake by the lake. Was Coach Mike at the game to verify oh, the number? Good question. He may have been. the number. No, he was – he could have been there. He could have been there. So he could verify us if it's – He could verify 
He got the newspaper it, that day. A few decades it. back, but but boy, they packed a lot in. I was surprised to see that. But it was on this day was Game Five, World Series, nineteen forty eight, uh, and Cleveland was the home team. And so it gets chilly there uh, at the Mistake by the Lake. But this was the attendance record. It has obviously since been beaten. But uh, back in forty eight, uh, this was huge. We'll sell. We'll tell the answer then at the end of the episode. But yeah. you go ahead, Andy, with your. Uh, Sports, Major League Baseball. You got me on the share screen there, sir. Mile radio. Get my. Uh, let's try it out. No, I don't. Here we go. Boy, wow. Now it should work. All right, there we go. All right, that's us. Fastest growing podcast in all of Western Carver County. There's our social media <clears throat> links. There is the standings. Uh, no games today, so there's the standings going on starting tomorrow. Yes, the Mets were eliminated. We'll cover that. I'd like to thank everybody for their cards and the condolences. And my condolences. Are you wearing all black today? Uh, the flag is a half staff outside. Um, yep. So, yeah. Here is the TV schedule. You can find this on CBS Sportsline, where I got it from, or MLB's site has it. But here you go. Tuesday. These are all Eastern time for our friends in the East Coast. Those of us here in Minnesota, at noon is when the games start, or noon 07 if you want to get technical. But So they're staggering. Uh, you know, they're once staggering. again, they're doing this like, like the NCAA basketball started this trend uh, yep. years ago. And between Fox, TBS, awesome. and Fox Sports 1, we'll have all the, everybody starts on Tuesday. There's your game ones, Braves-Phillies, Astros-Mariners, Yankees-Guardians, and of course, the Dodgers Padres taking the late game because it's in California. Um, so they kind of left out with two California teams, or those two will probably always play the late game, obviously, all the time. Okay. Um, Braves, Phillies, kind of cold on the East Coast. They might get the morning games, so we'll see. Maybe Cleveland, New York get some morning games. No, these are best of five. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yankees probably always be in prime time because, well, they're the Yankees. So the Astros, Mariners get stuck with that 3 p.m. game. Unless they're in Seattle, then we'll see what happens here, but we'll follow through. And see, it was game one, and then Wednesday's game two, and then Thursday game two for the American League. American League takes a day off. They play a game and then take a day off. So what's up with that? Friday, game three. Saturday, there's your game fours and threes, fours and fives. By the time you talk to us next, we'll be the game fives if necessary. If necessary. After the Mets lost last night, free agency has been the hot topic on all the Mets pages. My phone's been ringing about free agency. And here's not all of the free agents. There's 20 free agents for the Mets. But here's some of the big names. Uh, their 2022 salary and the market value from coming up. Uh, DeGrom, uh, Carlos Car- or, uh, Cookie, Carlos Carrasco, Edwin Diaz, who we get up to $16 million next year. Chris Bass get 20, 20 mil. Trevor May, I wouldn't give him a plug dollar. Um, TJ Walker could make a nice bank next year. Nemo, nice leadoff hitter. He, the thing I like about Brandon Nemo when you watch him, if you've seen a Mets game, this is the guy who he is. He's a leadoff hitter, and this is how throwback he is, Dan. After a walk, he will run the first base. Okay. That's the kind of guy you want. Yes, that's awesome. And if you look at his name, Brandon Nemo, his Twitter is, you found him. You know, like Finding Nemo. Yes, you found him. Awesome. So we had a little fun with that one. Uh, Seth Lugo, um, he's going to make some a nice raise. 
Uh, Michael Conforto is he's going to get up to twenty million. I skipped over Dan Vogelbach. He was on the DH for the Mets a couple years ago. He played for the Brewers. Big hefty boy. Um, kind of looks like a cross between John Cruck and Rusty Stop. Well, he he looks like a, you know a softball player in a yep. men's softball beer drinking league. Yep, and the nicest guy in the world. Super nice guy. Never heard a bad thing about him. Because um, what he's done the last couple of years, five million a year, and uh, as much as I love seeing him with the Mets, I love to see him in a Twins uniform next year. Given the wow. American League, don't bring a glove. You're our everyday DH, left-handed stick, son. Interesting. That's a good that, scenario. Look for him to be in the American League anyway as a DH. Yeah, he can't play first. He can't play the outfield. But with the DH of the National League, too, he is a full-time DH. But let's see him come to the American League and um, destroy some people. Destroy some numbers. Uh, here's some of the Mets uh, prospects. Um, top 20 prospects. I've listed a few here that you'll see for next year. Why I think some of those guys will be gone. These four are going to be up. I mean, it says 23 for some of these guys, but they'll be up. They called up Francisco Arise or Alvarez already. Lat this year he ended the season. Um, with the way the catching ended this year for the Mets between Nito uh, and with McCain, Francisco will be up on opening day. Brett Batty, third base outfield, kind of like uh, he got hurt though. He was called up for a couple weeks, got hurt. Um, so we'll see him up next year. I'm pretty sure he'll be up starting the year. And then the next two, Ronnie Machado and Mark Ventos. You see those guys there. Also, uh, infielders, shortstop and a first third. First base. They're not getting rid of they're not getting rid of Pete Alonso. He ain't going anywhere. Batty plays third and outfield. So maybe this other guy will come up. Shortstop, but you got Francisco out or uh, Lindor. He's only got one more year left. Does this guy come up and play second? Who knows? Um, that's why they got him at 23 because of Lindor's contract. We'll see. Um, mm. I'll tell you right now, out of the Mets lineup you saw last night and nights before, not counting DH, the eight position players. We won't talk pitcher. Eight position players. You'll see maybe four of those guys back next year. Maybe five. Nemo's kind of the wild card on that one. Um, you'll see You'll see Mark Cohen back, um, and you'll see Sterling Martin back in the outfield. You'll see Lindor, and you'll see Pete Alonso. You'll see those four back for sure. Nemo, maybe. Jeff McNeil, the batting champion. He's not going to be there next year. He's up. So, you know, there's going to be a big shakeup for the Mets. That's why we had all of our – we. Here I go again. They had all their eggs in one basket for this year. You saw the free agent list here. DeGrom, Walker, Nemo. I mean, Conforto, Bassett, Diaz. Yeah, they're signing some of these guys, but a lot of them are going to be gone because you got to free up money for the other guys. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Speaking of some of them, here's Nemo. The Mets love Nemo both as a player and as part of their culture. If the price is deemed reasonable, the Mets will bring him back. These are all off uh, SNY's Andy Morado, uh, all these quotes here. Okay. So if Nemo and his people could come up with a nice number, he'll still be in New York. If not, nice young player. I like, you know, I like him a lot. I just hope he doesn't go to the Yankees or Dodgers or Phillies. There, Chris Bassett. He liked it here, and the Mets are starting down a thin or staring down a thin rotation. So if the ground goes, that frees up money to sign Bassett. I don't think you'll see it. one of the two will still be there next year between the ground and Bassett. I doubt both will still be there. Bassett would be a nice pickup for someone. 
There's a couple from Jake. Uh, a lot of people were upset that he didn't talk contract all year. He didn't want to talk contract after the game. He was worried about the game all the time. Um, like he said last night, not going to discuss any contract stuff. Just disappointed we lost the baseball game tonight. Yeah, reporters got to do their job, but the man just lost. Don't ask him where he's playing next year. Okay? So keep asking dumb questions like that. He'll be playing in the California Penal League. He's going to beat somebody up. <laughs> um, he could be a big question mark, though. Injury the last couple of years, do you give him the 30 40K a year? Do you let somebody else pay him and see what happens? That's kind of the risk on Jake. Diaz would like to stay. Uh, both teams want him, you know. But even Diaz says, I hope I can come back here. If not, I understand it's a business. So he's not going to hold a grudge. He gets it. Mm. You know, so I, I respect that. I respect yeah. that when he gets it. So um, he was a fan favorite. Glad to see him back. Lots of Ks per innings pitch, so he had a good number there. But we shall see. Here's uh, just a few of the Twins' big free agents coming up. Uh, no real big names. Uh, Sonny Gray, maybe. Uh, Sano, see you bye. There's $14 million you could free up. Sanchez, Gary Sanchez, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, I have to see who other teams signed. But I, I, I'd be okay with all these guys left. Uh, Chris Archer, $10 million, and he did what this year? Yeah, he'll be gone. Sano will be gone. I got a feeling my bet is that Sonny Gray is back. Yeah, you got, you got to keep one of the names. I guess I'd keep him. Sanchez, I wouldn't be surprised either way, I guess. Depends on who else is out there as a catcher. Yeah, he's 50-50, I think. But here's some of our big call-ups, ours. The Twins' big call-ups. Some of these have already had a cup of coffee up here this year. Brooks Lee, he's only in double A. He's expected up in 24, but if it's a bad season, you never know if they might bring him up for a cup of coffee and uh, get his feet wet. Royce Lewis has already been up. Um, and there's Simeon Woods Richardson. Answer to a trivia question a couple of days ago. Oh, yes. Well, you used to be a lot of shortstops on there, but and you know, like I do, Dan, a lot of shortstops in the minors can move to second or third. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We got a rise, there. and a rise is pretty flexible too, like McNeil at the Mets. You put him in second, you put him in the outfield, come in third, you know. And there is a rise with other Minnesota Twins batting champions in the past. That's a great image. I did see that on our social media. That's uh, very nice. That's a nice group to be in, too. That's a oh, very yeah. nice Good group company nice to be in. It's nice to have your name on that list. Uh, the Twins. There's a couple of names we just listed on there. Matt Waller and Louis Varland for being named Twins Minor League Player and Pitcher of the Year. So there's Matt's numbers for throughout our entire league through the minor league system. You know, RBIs, doubles, total bases, home runs, runs scored. He was top of the line. So he might be an outfielder. And then pitcher, Louis Varland. You never know where he's going to be. Starter, reliever, I guess he'd be a starter because he had 23 games started. But things change sometimes. Something happens. Let's look for those two names in the next year or two. Here's how we ended the season, American and National League. I know we touched on these last week, but here's the official standings. Okay, for batting average, the title. Here we go. And yeah. here's the list by, by Lee. Lee Rise for the Twins because Judge set up the last week, or the last day, I mean, because he had his 60-second home run. 
He couldn't catch up for RBI or for batting average. Punk, you play anyway. I'm sorry, I said it. There, I said it, and I'm not afraid. Look at the National League top five. Only the top th only three guys bet over 300 this year in the National League. Yeah, the qualified. Wow. Yeah, that's just insane. Home runs are as judge with the 62. Now Trout had 40, and Altani had 34. And I saw a number somewhere towards the end of the season that those two combined has many home runs as the Angels had wins. Interesting. During that last week of the season. So do you break those two up? Do you trade one of them guys? Who knows? But 62 for a judge. Um, Corey, Corey Seager down there at fifth with 33. National League, uh, Kyle Schwarberg, 46. Polar Bear at 40. And uh, Riley, Walker, and Betts. Topping off the top five over there. RBIs was Judge with 131, and Pete Alonso had 131 also in the National League. So that's a tie okay. there for overall. Wow. For New York, Reagan Wright. But uh, there's a lot of good names there. And you know, Lodur, 107. So the Mets had two guys in the top three for RBI. The Cardinals had two guys in the top four. So two guys carrying the team there, and if they do bad, I guess you don't win because – both those teams are out. Hmm. Hits. Bo Bouchette, back-to-back -back years, he's led the league in hits. 189. Freddie Freeman, 199 for the National League. Dodgers had the top two guys for hits, which is a pretty nice claim to fame. Wow. And they were close, too, 199 and 194. So it's like they were, one guy blew them away. They were back-to-back -back there. Run score, Judge, 133. Next was... Three of the top five are with the Houston Astros for runs scored. Dodgers had three of the top five in runs scored. So team effort by both of them. Very good job. Stolen base is kind of embarrassing, only 35 and 41. But in fifth, 25 stolen bases in 23rd, you were fifth. The game has changed. Oh, yes. Wins, Verlander had 18. Valdez had 17. I mean, Houston, again, 15. Had three guys in the top four. And, of course, Kyle Wright of the Braves, congratulations on a 21-win season. Dodgers very, had one there. Very rare nowadays even to win 20 games. Yeah, and he had 21. Got that extra 21. So, good job, Ray. <laughs> ERA, Verlander, 175. Dodgers had a... Uh, Two guys again up there, the top five. Julio at 216. Tyler Anderson, 150, or 257. So congrats to those guys. Saves. Claws of the Cleveland Guardians, 42. And now these numbers right here, this one I'm going to bring up right here. I'm going to stop for a second on saves. These are nice numbers, don't get me wrong. 42 and 41, very respectable numbers. But I think with the rule change where you had to face at least three people affected this a lot. Okay. I think they could probably get a few more if they could have brought him in for just one guy. They could have saved him, got some more stuff. Because there was a lot of times, okay, Edwin Diaz with the Mets had 32. Buck Showalter would bring him in the eighth inning sometimes if it's a close game, but in the eighth inning were the two, three, and four hitters. He brought Diaz in for that. Yeah. Someone else closed. Um, so that type of strategy too, I think, is was affected a lot of these numbers too. But I think 
if you get just one save, you can pitch more often if you want to pitch in a third of an inning instead of having to be a full inning. So that's why they kind of changed that. Strikeout. Garrett Cole, 257. Holy cow. Um, nice number there. Robbie Ray with 212 for a former Cy Young winner. And National League, Corbin Burns, 243 for the Brewers. There's a nice number there. Uh, Charlie Morton, the Braves, 205. We'll be having some midweek shows coming up here because, like I said, we went pretty baseball heavy here. So the midweek shows I'm covering this week will be um, the high school spotlight. Cover all the high school stuff. I'll do that on the midweek show um, through production meetings with some of the interns here. A lot of the rankings for high school stuff don't come out till Tuesday or Wednesday. We do the show on Monday, so kind of give it a little fair recap and recover if we can give uh, the standings after the scores too. So we'll start doing that there, that part. And uh, we'll probably touch on some college stuff there too. Uh, go for football was off this week. Uh, the Bison and the, the Beavs both won for football. Go for hockey swept. Uh, Beavs got a, uh, a win. So uh, – Beaver women got, of course, they got swept by the Gopher women for hockey. Yeah, and we figured that'd be a good matchup, but what were the scores there? <clears throat> um, you have to wait till midweek to find out, sir. Okay. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. No teaser. They're, uh, women are ranked number one. Women's Gophers? Two. Two. And they both, both men and women are two right now. Now, Gopher football has a big Penn State matchup coming up yep. this week, Saturday in Penn State. Uh, that should be good. I know that we're going to touch on. Oh, Louisa Rise uh, talking yeah. salaries, right? I'm sorry, he what? Uh, we're talking salaries before. Yeah. The Twins, I saw a stat that Louisa Rise won the batting title, of course, uh, in, the, yeah. in the entire American League. Yeah. But there's 15 players on the Twins roster that make more than him right now on a base salary. He was like the yeah. 16th highest paid player base salary for the Twins. So what a deal he was uh, this year to get yeah, this underpaid, overvalued, overperforming guy. <clears throat> he was a free agent this year. Now he'll out. yes. Now he'll make he'll make bank here going forward. But not they got him. You know, very inexpensive. But, but here's the scary thing: you hear a lot of people saying, "All oh, the brands are good for a while. They've got everybody tied up for a long time." Happy for you. Someone gets injured. You have no money to make a trade for anybody throughout the year. Yeah, you're you're tied. Your hands are tied from the bank. You're, you're tied then if something goes on there with injury. And here's one thing to remember right now. The Padres got Soto in a trade at the deadline because Tatis Jr. failed the drug test. Yes. <clears throat> Tim, a guy, a player from the Korean Baseball League, has been filling that short stuff all year, doing wonderful. Is he an all-star? Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Is he well above average? Yes. So he's feeling in very nice. Is Tatis Jr. expendable in the offseason? And if he is, coming off a drug suspension, granted he said it was stuff to help for his rehab, it's still a red flag, on yep. your, it's still a red check on your list. Do you take a chance on him? I'm not saying Twins or Mets, I'm just saying Team X. Do you take a chance on trading for Fernando Tatis? You know? Um, a lot of these Mets players that we talked about, Nemo, McNeil, um, there are a lot of guys coming up. 
do you want to take the Lindor contract for a year? You see, they got shortstops coming up. Do you offer stuff for that? Um, but we'll see. Free agency is always a fun time of year. The, the hot stove league, we like to call it. Yes. But, you know, the, the World Series, even if it goes four games, game four of the World Series will be November 1st. So we have to wait for that. All the postseason awards, which they say they've voted on already, and postseason has nothing to do with it, but we'll find out if you know how that goes. But yeah, so December with the Hot Stove League, we plan having a couple different episodes about that coming up. Should be very exciting. And in amateur baseball as well, we will uh, get yeah. some different uh, various guests on for amateur baseball. Now, they did make news this week. Amateur yeah. baseball did announce in the state of Minnesota. They will be combining Class A and Class B for the state tournament already this coming year. Um, Class C is where it's really at a huge attendance, a lot yeah. of small towns, a lot of fun. B has gotten to be only 16 teams over the last couple of years, um, big big groups, good teams. And then Class A, not many people watch. That's all within the 494, 694 loop here in the yeah. Tennessee is all Class A. Very good baseball does not get the attention that the others do. So by putting those two together, the regular season, as far as I know, will still stay the same. Their scheduling will stay the same. They'll still be in the same conferences. Once the postseason comes, they'll break up into different sections. Uh, and those Class A teams will have their, their tournament, Class B teams, and then the winners will advance then to one state tournament bucket, whether it's 20 four teams or 32 teams, that part is unknown yet, but they will play together. Now, that could create some good matchups. Right, dream matchups, if you will. Dream matchups of teams that typically don't ever play each other. Now, the state tournament, <clears throat> where is it at next year? Is it Delano, uh, Litchfield? Yep, Dassel. and Dassel-Cocato, yep. And so the Class A always holds their team, uh, state tournament, usually last couple of years, uh, St. Anthony Village. Uh, St. Anthony will hold it. And so depending on where these state tournaments are down the road, the Class A teams will be traveling out state to attend the tournament, which is something they've never done recently. So to get those those teams out, out state yeah. along with their fans uh, to be playing in some good matchups with some good Class B teams, I don't know what they're going to call them. We'll have a special episode, I think, on that in the spring of 2023, maybe uh, in the May, May time frame to see how all that works out because now they'll have to put together – Rankings, state rankings. There'll be a new top 10 with all these new teams commingled, not new teams, but new rankings commingled. I think that'll be fun. We'll still focus, I think, on class C here for our yep. show, but the A and B could be an interesting um, mix to see what happens there. So, yeah, they just announced this week. They just announced this week. And I'm pretty sure there'll be still, you know, dotting eyes across and T's. And before the season starts, they may have gone, you know, we said this, but, uh, hmm, you know. Yeah, they just just announced you know the format and the breakdown. They didn't get into the specifics. There is, I think, tournament meetings coming up in the winter yeah. to, to determine if it'll be single elimination, double elimination, maybe a mix of both. But yeah, that will be interesting. Um, I don't even know what they're going to call it. You know, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they kind of threw it out there. Hey, we're changing. Keep your eyes posted. Um, of course, follow us here. We'll have that on social media as soon as we see it. We'll give it a share and we'll talk about it too. But Baseball and the, is baseball. And the NFL this week, Vikings win again, Packers lose. We don't cover too much here on the show with the NFL. They're playing tonight. Not the playoff time. We get worried about playoffs then. Yeah, we'll we'll cover it more a little later, but um, college football 
and baseball is really the, the thing here on the show. Now I've got a trivia question, and yeah, you mentioned the Cleveland. Well, there was 1948 on this day in 1948, they broke a record for attendance at a World Series game. Game five in Cleveland at the big stadium, mistake by the lake. What was the record? What was the attendance, uh, do you think? I, I'm going to guess 75, 75K. And most, just for the newer listeners out there, you know, a baseball stadium holds 40 to 50,000. A lot of domes hold right. 60. Uh, the Metrodome was 65 or 66 for baseball. So 70s yeah. up there. Uh, this was the answer, 86,288 fans that broke a record in Cleveland on October 10th of 1948 to see the Cleveland Indians play. Uh, that's a lot of people on a chilly night. Wow. That's a lot of folks. Off the one other, that's uh, the trivia. Trivia question 1A. Trivia question 1A. Yes. Last night, the New York Mets, my beloved Mets, were held to one hit in a winner-go-home type match. Elimination game. Was the last time the team was held to playoffs. one hit and a winner go home? Yes. Yep. When was the last time a team was held to one hit, Dan? Never. 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 Never in the, the Mets are the first team also. Nope. Mets are also the first team ever with 100 wins to not make the division series in the playoffs. See, that's. Record setters is what we are. The Mets are record setters. Now, that's what positive I heard, I'm out of it. And Andy, I don't know if you can. Is this was this true? That game three elimination game in New York at City Field last night wasn't even sold out. Nope. If you look at the games the last three, I hope it was the Nationals, there was no one there. Now that's interesting. There is some things you saw. I noticed during the beginning of the game when I saw this. I said to myself, "Self, what's what's Coach Showalter doing with all these balls he's saving? Every from the first inning on, every foul ball he had the ball boy bring him over, and I okay. saw that." And I said the head intern, did, Lisa. Okay. I said the head intern, Lisa. I said, head intern, Lisa. Coach is saving all the balls. You watch this. And sure enough, he came out, said, Mr. Musgrave, why are your ears so shiny? <laughs> um, now I'm checked behind his ears. There's nothing there. Andrew McCutcheon, player for the Milwaukee Brewers, said he has a, a theory behind it. He says, and he didn't name names. He goes, I've known pitchers who put hot sauce on their ears. He goes, not for grip, but to burn and bother them so much, it distracts them and makes them concentrate more on their pitching. Red hot. I heard that. on. Yeah, I, I followed hot. a couple threads on Twitter today. They said it's common to put red hot or hot sauce because the burning sensation you can focus. Now, be that as it may, it was very interesting to see that substance all is a substance. Substance uh, is a substance. And all the theories that are out there. Now the umps came in and checked. Yeah. Joe Walter did it in the sixth inning. Yep. Once he knew, I think the game was, was out of hand and that's a pretty ballsy move to make because I've never yep. seen the umps check behind the ears. Now they've been checking his, his hat and glove. Yeah. They check inning. your hat and your belt. They'll check the belt area. <clears throat> um, one thing I heard him talk about during the game and I noticed this during the game too. And I was thinking about it. Not making excuses. The Mets lost. They they got beat up. They got their lunch money stolen. They they got they lost. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying this. The Padres kept getting out of the batter's box like two three times before a pitch was even made. 
Now, granted, Bassett was having trouble with the comm. He couldn't hear what the pitches were coming in. So you could see him sometimes with the catcher going, what pitch do you want? Because he couldn't hear. Okay. Now, were the batters getting out of the box because of that? Were they trying to screw with his rhythm by getting out of the box? Don't know. One thing they brought up on the broadcast last night, which I'm all for, next year there's a pitch clock. You could you got so long to get a pitch. Batters can only get out of the batter's box once per at-bat. So with the pitch com starting next year, maybe the pitcher should have it, and he's telling the catcher what pitch is coming. Interesting. Because – He's got to hear it. I mean, both both have to hear it. I cannot. Well, the pitcher should not throw a curveball if you're expecting a fastball. That that causes problems. So you need to be on the same page. The pitch count makes it go faster, but you see a lot of them go back to the old school, just flashing fingers. Yeah. You know, oh, they're stealing signs. They're doing this and that. Well, if the pitch count ain't gonna work, you know, instead of something in the, in the hat. Have an honest guy earplug in. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It, now you're worried about it falling out all the time. Life goes on. We'll fig- figure something out. You know, not saying wear a batting helmet. No, because then half these pitchers can't wear the hat sideways if they wear batting helmet pitching. But, <laughs> um, but the Musgrave thing was, was interesting because I noticed the shiny ears myself. Mm-hmm. I did it right off the bat. Yeah. And it looks to something, uh, whether it's Vaseline or something. Now, you got to keep in mind that the Vaseline is not what makes the revolutions. You need something sticky. You need yep. to fling it. Vaseline would, would not work that way. So something was still off. I don't know what was going on. Right. But it was interesting to see the gamesmanship going on because Showalter knew from the beginning he wanted to do something. Yep. A la Billy Martin with the George well, Brett bat. He knew Mike from the Scott. beginning of the game the pine tar was too high in 83. He waited till he hit a home run to call him out on it, and it worked. Mike Scott, 86. Mike Scott in 86 with the Astros was known for scuffing the ball. Yep. One coach that called him out during the regular season was Roger Craig of the Giants. The only reason Roger Craig called him out is he used to be Mike Scott's pitching coach, and he taught him how to do it. <laughs> the story so that goes also back in the day, what pitchers would do or teams would do, the third baseman would want the sandpaper in his glove, or the first baseman for when you throw it around the horn. Not the pitcher. One of the infielders would have it. Yeah. You know, lots so. of sportsmanship, uh, gamesmanship going on, and it's and it is what it is. I liked how how Showalter when he did it in the sixth inning, whether it was going to be effective or change anything. That was that was part of the reason he brought it up. The other thing is to throw off the momentum. It ha- it halted everything. It stopped everything. People didn't yeah. know what was going on. It got Musgrave out of the groove. It didn't work though. Because he just was was as good as ever, but it should, I think the intent was mentally to get in his his head, and then the Mets can come back and win the ball game. So he did it. That's why strategically in the, the way the batter kept stepping out of the box. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's all these the chess matches in the game, uh, but boy, the the gestures and everything was fun watching Machado, uh, watching uh, people mouthing their words back and forth uh, between the benches. Uh, it we was good to see Yes. Thing. We won't say what Musgrave said or hand gesture he gave to the club afterwards. Yes. It, it was a it was an eastbound and down uh, a move there from uh, uh, Kenny Powers. But it was interesting nonetheless. Now, I read a couple threads all the way through this afternoon on, on the for and the against, the Mets going back mm-hmm. and forth with the Padres 
all about this ear situation. The best one was, well, Padres, that's fine. You won. Who cares what happened? Uh, you're going to get blanked by the Dodgers regardless. Uh, you're going to get swept, so it doesn't matter. Any any take on that, Andy? You know, the Padres, I, I knew coming in, they're starting three against the Mets starting three. On paper, that was a great matchup, and it turned out to be that way. Um, you Darvish, I'd love to see him in Mets pinstripes. Musgrove, who pitched last night. Before the ear thing, he even said, and this is what really threw me off when I saw the ears and them catching his balls. He goes, you know, I'd really like to win this year because I want to get that Houston Astros championship monkey off my back because he was on that team, the one that was accused of That's cheating. That's right. That's right. But he says he wants to win a clean one, and now they're watching his baseballs and looking at his ears. Yeah. So, you know, was he saying that to cover up that? And well, I'm watching never- too much. He'll Discovery always be team. known for, for Eargate now. Eargate, ear knows the throat guy is going to call in. Yes. All the but, fun you know, stuff. And now here we'll find out too, though, with this new playoff format. We've had four teams sitting around doing nothing. Is this rest going to be good or bad for them? Well, I don't know. Week, the format's so different because they get everyone a day off and then they do a, a shotgun start the next day with everyone playing. Yeah. Now you got to determine your days off. So it is scattered, but it's it's going to be different, but it's a best of five. It's going to go quick. Like you said, next time we do our next show, these, these games will be almost over the series. Um, Game five is Monday night if they go that it's, far. It's going to get interesting. Morning, yeah. It's going to get interesting now, and the weather's going to have an impact here in some of these games as well. So anything more for tonight? No, just like I said, midweek, I'm going to do some high school and college, local college stuff, get more in-depth on that. And uh, we got a midweek show or a midweek show, a special show coming up here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll preview high school basketball boys and girls and high school wrestling. I talked some wrestling with a couple of wrestling coaches yesterday at the golf or Saturday at the golf tournament too. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. All right, everyone, have a good week. See ya. See ya.